It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. The bye week rolls on, but Locked On Bengals isn't taking a break. No, baby, no. It's time for part two. That's right, part two of our interview with Bengals defensive coordinator, Luana Romo. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up and welcome in to another edition of the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'm James Erpine, and yes, we're going to get to Lou Anarumo in just a second. Uh, part two of our conversation here on Locked On Bengals. But thank you so much for making us your first listen. Make sure you hit that subscribe button on YouTube where 11,000 plus have joined the YouTube party. Also, follow us wherever you get your podcasts. And today's show is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. In part two of our conversation with Luana Rumo, we talked about Trey Hendrickson. And you, you remember when they signed Trey Hendrickson? And heck, we questioned it right here on the podcast. It was all about, can he get that same kind of production with another team when he doesn't have Cam Jordan around him, when he doesn't have all these uh, star players around him on the defensive line? And obviously, Trey Hendrickson is, what, third or fourth on the Bengals' most valuable list? You know, I, I think one would be Burrow, two is Chase, three is either Cheetah or Hendrickson, and then whatever one isn't three is four, and then you go from there. And so he's become a monster. He's been a disruptor. He's been a, a game changer for the Bengals' defense. And so that's where we'll pick up part two of our conversation with Lou Anarumo, me asking Lou about the decision to sign Trey Hendrickson in March 2021, it paying off. And if he realized how many haters there were out there about the idea of bringing Trey Hendrickson into a, you know, what has become quite a steal at four years, 60 million, but took plenty of criticism at the time. Here's part two of our conversation with Lou Anarumo. Lou, uh, you mentioned signing Trey and I, I honestly didn't plan on asking you this, but I am curious because when, when you signed Trey Hendrickson, uh, obviously, it was a a big money contract, and and you get the deal done shortly after Carl Lawson decides to to go to New York. A lot of people said, "Oh, well, he was productive because of what was around him in New Orleans," and obviously, that's clearly not the case. He's proven himself uh, time and time again. Now, uh, yeah. that said, did you see that? And if so, what was what was your reaction when people said that he was just a product of of what he had around yeah. him and with the Saints? Yeah. I'm not, I'm, I'm not a believer in, I, you know, rushers can rush. Um, and Trey, to me, was a rusher uh, from, from day one. And when given the opportunity to have more, uh, you know, uh, more at-bats, if you would, uh, he has made the most of it. And, you know, I think he's sitting at four or five sacks right now. But even yesterday, he's hitting the quarterback four and five times every game. And, the court, and they have to pay extra attention to him. And so um, – He's so valuable to us. Um, 
you know, I'm not going to sit here and lie and say, yeah, I knew he was going to get 14 sacks, set another three in the playoff, whatever it was. But I really felt like we had a multiple, a double-digit sack guy for sure. He's been a pleasant surprise for, for some. There were some, I read actually a really interesting study that went back and dug into some of his pressure productivity numbers, which obviously has some subjectivity to it that saw this yeah. coming a little bit. I thought that was pretty interesting because at first I was one of the people that was like, well, we'll see this is, this is a bit of a, a bit of a gamble in some ways. And he's been fantastic. As you've mentioned, is there anybody that you've brought in that has surprised you with how you mentioned Jay Tufele being a bit of a pleasant surprise. Is there anyone else who's really stood out as exceeding expectations? Um, I, you know, I, you know, I kind of knew what Vaughn was, but he's really his leadership. I had no idea. I mean, I knew he's going to be a good leader, but uh, he's, unbelievable um you know I, I think in that regard uh again we've talked about dj we've talked about logan and jermaine um you know cheeto the type of human you know you know what type of players these guys are but until you're around them and get a feel for the type of people they are um you know th that would be the biggest surprise i think we all kind of knew that these guys would, would be pretty good players it's uh you're, you're combining players with great uh, people and that just makes again as i said it allows us to do what we did last year and hopefully uh this year as well let's dive into some of the draft picks a, a little bit more in, in how rewarding that can be because you, you mentioned it you know logan wilson akeem davis gaither marcus bailey and you know i i think in a in an interview with akeem it was the week logan was out a few weeks back i was like i think this is the deepest the bengals linebacker unit has been that I can remember again, my opinion, but it's, it's been quite some time and how rewarding is it to see guys like Logan Wilson, Akeem Davis, gay, their homegrown talent, uh, Jermaine Pratt, obviously to grow into the players that they've become where they are productive and they can start if they need to, if they're not starters and guys like Logan have become honestly underrated and potential, you know, stars, depending on who you're asking. Yeah, no doubt. It, it's, it's very fulfilling. It's a part of what we do is player development and uh, you know, um, when you're in line with your, um, uh, you know, scouts and, and certainly Duke and, and those people, it just makes it that much easier as coaches uh, to have the same philosophy, the same uh, mindset on what we're looking for. And then, you know, you come in and these guys are willing to learn and they're, and they're athletic and boy, it, it all, you know, fits together. And, you know, all those guys, we, we told them and they knew based on last year, like at some point, everybody's going to have to step in. You look at, you look at what Joe Bocci did for us uh, last year when he had to start a few games. He was fantastic. So, um, you know, we feel good about all those guys and and, uh, and the development that they've made. Speaking of development, just a, a quick general draft scouting development question. On the defensive side of the ball, let's just stay specific to your half of the ball. What position do you think takes the longest to develop? from the college game to the NFL game. I know you've had some pretty powerful opinions about defensive back development and how that works. Is that what it is to you? I mean, it takes, it takes those guys time. It's just a different game, you mm -hmm. know, where they, you know, they, they just can't, they can't, sorry, they can't touch anybody um, in our league. And, you know, in college, they can get away with a little bit. They don't play as many coverages. Um, generally the bigger guys are, they, they come out physically ready to go, even though some of them take time, more time to develop, like a Zach Carter who's, you know, really playing well for us, I think. But their their bodies are physically ready to take on double teams in the SEC, and they've done that. Um, covering Devontae Adams is a different stratosphere. <laughs> and both jobs are difficult, don't get me wrong. Uh, but uh, I think 
from my experience is that the DBs take just a little bit longer. We'll get back to our chat with Lou Anarumo, but first a word from LinkedIn Jobs, because LinkedIn Jobs is the place you need to go to find the employees that are going to help make your small business run. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team for fast or faster and for free, which if you can get quality and you can get it for free, why look anywhere else? LinkedIn Jobs. Um, look, you need to find the right potential hires. You can't waste time training on the wrong people. And so whether it's questionnaires that are going to help you narrow down the candidates that have the right qualifications and experience that you're looking for, or anything in between, including the purple hashtag hiring frame uh, that you can add to your LinkedIn profile that lets people know that you're hiring small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs, number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. So go to LinkedIn jobs right now and find those qualified candidates and post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free terms and conditions do apply. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, let's get back to part two of our conversation with Bengals defensive coordinator, Luana Rumo. I know Jake wanted to get into the chameleon-like approach, so we, we can shift there, and I'm, I'm sure he'll get into some X's and O's and, and things like that. But I, I do have to ask you, because during yep. the playoff run, the mad scientist Luana Rumo, that <laughs> nickname became like a thing on social media and, and certainly was discussed. And I, I think even in the locker room a little bit, even though we weren't in the locker room regularly, yeah, what do you think about the nickname? I mean, my kids get a kick out of it, but uh, you know, it's uh, I, I just think, I, and, and you guys know me. Um, I'm not, a, I just think uh, we got a great group of coaches and, you know, we get in and we get in there and we make decisions together. And um, I feel good about coming out of the, out of the room from the coaches with a good plan week in and week out. And, you know, we just, you know, we just want to make sure that we do things that may be slightly different um, each week, but, but stay within the core of our beliefs. And, uh, and, and it's, it's been good for us. Is that more of a game script thing or is that a, we can do so many different things week to week. You go back to some of the drop eight stuff that you were starting to do more. So in the playoffs last year, you've seen some of it this year, Still, uh, you know, a lot of cover three, a lot of cover one, but some weeks where you you run a bunch of quarters, some weeks where there's a little bit more cover too. Is that, I guess, what gives you the confidence or or where did that come from where you were so comfortable with these guys going from these different ideas, especially in coverage from week to week? Yeah, you know, I've always been a, a believer that in order to be successful um, in our in the NFL today, you've got to keep the quarterbacks off balance and, you um, you know, we we feel like we have uh, enough coverages that we can, um, you know, kind of roll through in certain situations. Again, based on how the, the game is going, like yesterday, um, you know, played some quarters, which we haven't played in a while, um, you know, and, um, you know, just because that fit what 
what the what I thought needed to be done to help to you know help prevent those guys from getting a big play. Um, but our players, you know, we practiced all of this, and it's it's not anything new. And there's so many of the different techniques that they just work on every day. And um, it, that's one thing I've always believed in is that we don't put in a new technique. So I'm not going to ask you um, to backpedal uh, sideways all of a sudden in the middle of the year. Um, but I can call a technique. We can call a yellow one day, call it blue the next. It's just you're just doing it off of a different guy or something like that. And they, oh, okay, coach, I know how to play whatever this technique is. Well, I want you to just do that off of the inside receiver instead of the outside receiver. So you can you can change things like that, and the guys don't get freaked out that they're doing something totally different. And I wouldn't do that to them. Does that make it easier when you turn to a a Dax Hill, you know, on Monday night football, or you turn to, to a Jalen Davis on a Wednesday and say, Hey, you're, you're starting. Mike had had surgery. You, you have to start something like, and I know that's two different scenarios. You're talking about more of a veteran versus yeah. a rookie, but, but the, it does that one size fits all approach that help all of those uh, in think, all of those situations. Yeah, I think it does. And, you know, JD has been around and uh, he played really well yesterday. I think Dax just still learning, you know, um, you, I won't try to give him as much, obviously, um, just because he doesn't have the experience as the other guys. But, but I do think that over, uh, you know, once he gets it, um, and feels comfortable with it, he'll he'll be just like these other guys and fit in just fine. When you talk about changing the picture, causing that quarterback hesitation, it seems like something that also developed over the course of the year last year that your guys have become more comfortable with is some of that uh, pre-snap rotation. Some of the some of the late late play clock changes and and just trying to change that picture for the quarterback and it was noticeable especially when PJ Walker was in the game to me against the Panthers where there was that beat of hesitation because BJ Hill drops into a window and and you you've seen a lot of this I think from you guys this year creepers or, or dropping a defensive lineman out how do you how do you balance when philosophically you like to you like to drop an extra guy out of there change the picture versus just playing a more or more static or uh, a static has a connotation to it, but you know what I mean? Like it's not a bad thing necessarily to line up and play something really well. How do you balance that approach when you're trying to figure out how you want to call a game? Um, You know, again, I think it just goes back to the flow of the game and what we're seeing from, from the team. Uh, Certain times there's uh, we have calls that, you know, all the time we're going to just drop a guy into, into a certain area just based on what they're doing. Um, but other times it doesn't, it really doesn't fit because they're more of a, you know, routes that are extending down the field. And now you don't want to lose a guy in the rush. So it, it, it based a little bit on, Hey, we got this short passing attack this week. Let's try to fill up the underneath zone Oh, this week that they're throwing it more down the field. So, um, it, 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 and that's simplifying it to be honest, but there are some, there is some, uh, validity to that as well. We'll get back to our conversation with Lou Anarumo in just a second. But first, I have to tell you about Simply Safe. Today's show brought to you by Simply Safe. If you've ever thought about securing your home with home security, but have been putting it off, you'll want to listen up. Right now, Locked On Bengals listeners can order the number one rated Simply Safe home security system for 50% off. No. That's not a misprint. I didn't read it wrong. No, 50% off. It's their biggest offer of the year, and you don't want to miss it. And this isn't just some sensors that are going to tell you when the door opens and closes or sensors if a window is open. No, no, no. This is a full home security system to keep you and your family safe. From the professional monitoring that's 24-7 and 
Well, they use fast protect technology that's going to let authorities know when a real threat does arise so they can get to you faster, so they can protect your family to all of the cameras from indoor, outdoor. They're going to find the right security system for you. And yes, of course, custom systems are available. So don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system I recommend. Get 50% off any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash locked on NFL today. Again, their biggest discount of the year, simplysafe.com slash locked on NFL. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get to the conclusion of part two of our sit-down with Bengals defensive coordinator, Luana Rumo. Lou, from a rest standpoint obviously people like us are going to talk a lot about how dj reader can heal up some you know guys that are dinged up can heal up over the bye what is this time like for you as a defensive coordinator obviously you probably try to get away a little bit Uh, i'm sure sure you're also working too so what's the next you know week like for you um you know again zach does a great job with the schedule so we'll you know we were in today with the players we wrapped up yesterday's game um Tomorrow we'll go out and practice, um, and then uh, you know uh, tomorrow and Wednesday as a staff we'll uh, you know self scout and kind of dive into what we've been doing and if we have any tendencies, um, and, and we kind of keep track of that as we go. But but um, but we uh, we also we also just uh, really dive into that uh, a lot, and uh, you know, and that's and that's kind of what we'll do for the rest of the week. So. Is there any any getaway? I know some of the players are talking about going somewhere warm. Do you guys get to get away as coaches? Uh, I wish. Uh, this year we're going to go uh, – my wife and I are going to take a trip over to see my son at WVU, so I'm looking forward to it. They're playing, I think, Oklahoma on Saturday. So I'm going to sit in the stands and just be a fan and yell at everybody. It's like, wow, I would, why, would, why would they ever call that? You know? <laughs> oh, my God, they gave up another first down. So I can't wait to be that guy. There you go. I, I expect the, you know, multiple videos of you yelling <laughs> and screaming. And um, yeah. I, I, I do want to ask you, cause I've, I've noticed this um, and, and it's not just you, but a lot of the coaches post-practice runs, pregame runs. Is that just, yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Tell me the story because there's more so, to it. Well, first of all, um, I, I, uh, I saw the uh, picture of myself in the Super Bowl after seven months of of eating pizza at 10 o'clock at night. And I was like, all right, that's the end of that. Um, So I I get that. I I gain weight too during that run. Oh, it's rough. So (laughs) we all kind of just made a a deal that we were going to kind of stick to it. And, um, you know, Jordan's still young and not far from not too long ago, he was out there playing. So uh, he drives that, he drives that bus and, uh, you know, he makes sure we get, we get those darn runs in and it, it, it kills me. I know that. <laughs> Brian uh, mentioned a free throw contest where where you and him went at it during the uh, the coaches. I guess the uh, coaches contest essentially. Yeah. And he said both of you struggled. Is is that the case? He said you did win though. But yeah, that's what struggled. matters, right? Yeah. So it's kind of I, 
it's like a base hit. Like whether you rip one down in the uh, down in the alley or you dribble one the first, who cares? It's a hit. I won. Yeah, so, I don't remember. I think we either hit one or two shots. It wasn't great. <laughs> that's uh, that's rough. All right, so I, we won't pick you in any free throw contests. Moving no, forward, no, it's against had, Brian Callahan. I had, a, I had an off day, um, but I can shoot better than that. You would think that that Brian, with his with his quarterbacking background, would be accurate throwing round objects into targets. We yeah. might have to give him a bit of a hard time about that one. I guess not. I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to bust his chops tomorrow for sure. Remind <laughs> him of it. Yeah, for sure, uh, Lou. Uh, appreciate the time. This is great. I know. Uh, you know the defense has played really well in the, the first half. So good luck in the second half. I know you you're probably looking at some of those quarterbacks, and it's uh, it's going to be quite the challenge. So <laughs> yeah, we, this, we appreciate the time. No problem. Yeah, we we uh, we've got a few coming down the down the pipe here, but uh, um, our our guys will be up to the challenge. We'll be ready to go. Just another opportunity to to get into that mad scientist bag of yours that, that your kids love so much, <laughs> and and figure out how to confound some some more really good quarterbacks coming up. I, I hope so. That's for sure. Thanks again, guys, for having me. I appreciate it. Good stuff from Luana Rumo. If you missed part one, make sure you check that out. But it was a two-part series with the Bengals defensive coordinator. And what a job he's done with this Bengals defense. Last year, obviously, they carried you know this team in critical moments, certainly came up clutch time and time and time again during the playoff run to, to Super Bowl 56. And this year, what more could you ask for? I mean, Lou's done an amazing job. I know he interviewed for one head coaching job. We'll see, uh, you know, this past offseason. We'll see if he gets, you know, more invites into, uh, you know, interviews. But, uh, yeah, he's a heck of a coach. Uh, has always been good to me. Uh, really thankful that, that he was able to come on the podcast during the bye. And, well, we're not done with the Bengals coordinators. No, no, no. Because Brian Callahan, the Bengals offensive coordinator, and you can see him right there if you're watching on YouTube. Um, I picked a great shot of Jake with his eyes closed. You're welcome, Jake. That's what happens when you let me uh, record the in-between. But you see Brian Callahan right there. Regardless, we talked with Brian Callahan. Just like with Lou, it's going to be a two-part series right here on Locked On Bengals. A lot of good stuff from Joe Burrow to the offensive line, goals for the second half of the season and more. So uh, Brian Callahan spent some time with us, uh, and, and that will come out on Sunday. So just because the Bengals are on a bye, we're still going to release on normal time for Monday morning. You'll have that, and then we'll have part two. Uh, we'll, we'll come out on Monday evening for your, your Tuesday commute uh, or on YouTube, of course, which – we're sticking to our normal schedule, but uh, really excited to bring you these interviews. And uh, shout out to Emily Parker, by the way, for making this Lou Rumo interview happen on a buy. I know it's tough. Shout out to Lou for doing it. Shout out to Brian in advance for uh, the, the interview you guys are going to see. So hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Make sure you ring the bell. Hit that like button. Also, follow wherever you get your podcast. Leave a five-star review because, well, it, it, it helps the podcast. And if you're listening, hopefully you want to help the podcast and, and you've enjoyed that aspect of it. So for Jake Lisko, I'm James Erpine signing off for now in part one of Brian Callahan coming up next show Sunday evening. Thank you so much for listening to the Lockdown Bengals podcast. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. 
They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.